of Faith at a Base podcast, 051, the example of Naaman. Welcome to a Faith at a Base podcast. This is the last scripture in our lengthy series about baptism, and it's quite a scripture. This story is found in the Old Testament, so you might wonder how an Old Testament scripture could be related to New Testament baptism. Surprisingly, this scripture is very popular for the pro-baptism proponent and is used to prove that water baptism is connected to the washing away of sin. Let's read it and see what we can discover. 2 Kings 5, 1-14 Now, Naaman was a commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given Aram victory. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now, bands from Aram had gone out and taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar the rivers of Damascus better than any of the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more than when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean, like that of a young boy. Well, I don't really suppose there's much to discuss here. It is pretty obvious that Naaman washes himself and the leprosy goes away. There you have it. This appears to be a foreshadowing of what will happen in baptism, and it seems, on the surface, like a pretty good scripture to use in support of that claim that baptism washes away sin. And I can certainly understand the foreshadowing nature of the claim, but I also see some problems. First, Naaman was not baptized in the common sense. He has nobody helping him into and out of the water. He was told to do this to himself. He's not immersed just once. He's immersed seven times. That's inconsistent with the New Testament pattern. 
Yet we are left with the fact that Naaman is cleansed of his leprosy when he is washed. So, is this scripture a good scripture to use in order to demonstrate that New Testament baptism washes away sin? Maybe, but not for the commonly used reasons. When I hear someone using this scripture as a pro-baptism scripture while pointing to the water and how it washed away Naaman's sin, I get a little uneasy. When I hear this line of thinking, it reminds me of the problem inherent in this entire debate for the last 500 years. All too often, people point to the water or to the event of baptism as being effective for the removal of sin. It's time for this old, tired argument to die. When we liken Naaman's story to baptism, we tragically miss the point. Like Naaman's story, this entire debate is not about baptism. It's about obedience. That's the issue for us and the issue for Naaman. This story about Naaman, probably better than any other story we've looked at in our entire series, illustrates this most clearly. Naaman was not cleansed because he dipped himself seven times in the muddy old Jordan River. His servants knew that and told him as much. Naaman is healed because he was desperate enough, hungry enough, and humble enough to simply obey the word of God as it was delivered to him. Naaman was healed because he obeyed. Elijah could have told him to do anything. He just happens to tell him to dip himself in the river. Because he obeyed, Naaman is cleansed. This scripture is a magnificent example of why the argument is not about baptism. It's about obedience. Naaman's obedience is what saved him from his disease. Naaman's servants saw it and got Naaman on the right track of obedience. Listen again to what the servants said. My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more than when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? Folks, obedience is the key to everything. God never bestows his favor on a person until they obey. We cannot obey unless there is a command, and when there is a command, we have no choice but to obey if we wish to step into God's grace. We always see the verb do, as in perform an action, attached to a command which demands obedience, and obedience always contains action. The example of Naaman is a great foreshadow of New Testament baptism, but not because he got wet, but because of his obedience. Naaman was rescued from leprosy not because he dipped himself in the Jordan, but because he had a faith that obeys. Well, thanks for listening. Join the argument at www.jointheargument.com.